hard-headed sometimes. And uh, that's very easy for us to do as humans. And for us, just get ourselves out of the way and just say, Lord, here am I, use me, as uh, Isaiah said. Here am I, use me. You know, when we get ourselves in that spot where the Lord can use us, we can expect great things of the Lord. And I sincerely hope that we all came here together today uh, with that desire. You know, we've heard a lot of prayer requests. And, uh, you know, as it was said uh, earlier, I sort of spoke to myself, and I believe it to be a lot of truth when uh, it was asked, is there uh, any unspoken request? And to myself, uh, I, I, I made the comment to myself always. Always. There's always something that I need to be praying for. Now, it might not be no uh, great feat. It might not be no uh, uh, issue of health. It might not be uh, some catastrophe. But always, and the Scriptures tells us to pray without ceasing. Over in Paul's writings in the book of Thessalonians, to pray without ceasing. And, and us as His children, as His people, we should be praying without ceasing. Prayer being the sincere desire of the heart. And, you know, I'm thankful for that a lot of times. You know, uh, you read over in the... Uh, some of uh, Daniel's writings about three men, uh, Ashab, Meshach, and Abednego. And I never can pronounce that right. I apologize. But uh, the statement made over there how the king uh, uh, forbade them to pray, for, forbade the people to go out and pray in public. But yet they, uh, uh, they made a statement. They was down on their knees. They was praying daily. But I'm thankful in all scriptures it tells us prayer is a sincere desire of the heart. And uh, uh, the Lord, He does look upon the condition of the heart. That's what He looks at. And that uh, uh, that old heart, it can say a lot of prayers a lot of times that we might not even realize, I, I believe. The Lord, and I'm, I'm thankful for that, that uh, and when my mind uh, gets weak and uh, uh, this old body gets worn down from time to time and everything, uh, the Lord, He still looks upon the condition of the heart. And He knows the condition of each and every one of us here today. Uh, he knows whether or not you've been saved, whether or not you're lost. As we was uh, preaching at a old Tompkinsville Missionary Baptist last Sunday, uh, uh, I, I actually preached about uh, putting on a mask. And how a lot of times uh, we, we try to put a mask on between us and the Lord. And we, we might be able to hide our identity from other people around us. We might be able to uh, put that disguise on and people might look at you and say, well, I don't know who that is. Or I, I don't know their condition. I, and uh, you know, as we're looking around us here, we see some people because of uh, the pandemic wearing masks in church, and that's perfectly okay. But uh, uh, that, that's a barrier, if you will, that stands in between us and something else. And there's a lot of times we put that mask on uh, between us and the Lord. And uh, even though we, we might think it's just a physical thing, sometimes we uh, allow the world to get into our hearts, if you will. And it, it puts that mask up between the Lord and us. A lot of times, and but I'm just thankful this morning that uh, we know that our God is real. We know that He's still seated. Christ is on the right hand of His Father. They're still hearing the prayers of His people that's offered up, and He's still in the saving business today. And uh, if you're out there today and you don't have that time, place of salvation, a place that you know without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord spoke peace to your soul, something that I can't give you. There's no man that can give it to you. Uh, I, I would encourage you today, if you know that you're lost and separated from the Lord, to seek Him while He may be found. If you don't know where you stand with the Lord, well, you know our Lord, He's uh, 
patient and long-suffering. He's not willing that any should perish to that place known as hell, but the sh- all shall come to repentance and all shall turn to Him. And uh, it's uh, another opportunity that's been given to you to be able to do so today. Uh, we do have just a slight thought on our uh, heart this morning as we was driving over here. I told Brooke last night, uh, we went out, had a family date night last night, went Cracker Barrel. Uh, I ate too much as usual. And uh, by the time I got home, I'm like, you know, I, I've just got so many thoughts going through my uh, head right now, so much stuff. I've been so meditating. No, I, I really don't know what to preach in the morning. I really don't know where to go. And on the way over here this morning, as I was uh, sort of meditating and praying a little bit, the Lord, He uh, gave me a message this morning. And uh, if there's not nothing on anybody else's heart, nothing needs to be said and done this time. If you have your Bibles and want to read along with us, I want to invite you over, <clears throat> over for just a few moments of time to the book of 1 John. We're going to be reading from the fourth chapter for just a few moments of time this morning. and uh, I don't know exactly how this message will go. All I can do is just, uh, like I said earlier, humble myself down and just allow the Lord to use me this morning and... Uh, with the Lord's help, that's what we're going to try to do. But I'll give you all a minute to get turned over there. We're going to start reading with the uh, seventh verse. We're going to read down just a few verses here for a reading lesson this morning. Try to establish the thought that the Lord placed upon us. And I have preached on this before. I might have actually preached on this here in the past. I, I can't remember, but uh, we're just going what the Lord <clears throat> gave us today. As John is writing here, he tells us, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested the love of God towards us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. And we're going to stop right there with the reading for just a moment of time. And uh, as we uh, uh, get in this message this morning, I'm going to try to touch on just a couple of uh, verses there that the Lord... Uh, it sort of brought to my attention there, and uh, 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 especially that uh, uh, the seventh and the eighth verse, where it tells us, "Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, knoweth God." But I really want to focus on this eighth verse: "He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love." You know, as we get in this message this morning, uh, uh, I know we uh, uh, hear this uh, 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 preached a lot of times. It seems like it's taught a lot of times uh, 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 about how God is love. And we know, uh, uh, according to the Scriptures, just as we read there, that uh, uh, God, He had enough love for us, His creation. uh, uh, And when we think about the God that we serve... uh, uh, I, I think uh, uh, back uh, all through the Scriptures and uh, all through the past ages and everything about uh, uh, how so many great kingdoms have been uh, uh, built up here in this world throughout history. How so many great things have been uh, uh, brought up by God uh, uh, simply because He allows it to be 
Uh, and yet, uh, 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 it gets to the point, though, that he realizes sometimes, you know, these things are of no use, they're of no uh, 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 benefit, if you will. They've got out, uh, uh, especially nations, as they have gotten out so far in sin. Uh, uh, I believe you can look uh, uh, over at the cities of the plain and... Uh, you can look, I believe, in the past of Babylon and uh, even the nation of Rome, I believe, and uh, uh, Greece, how they was great empires at one time, but yet uh, uh, they had gotten so far out in sin that the Lord decided, you know, there's no need for them to even be a mega power anymore. And they would, in some instances, in the cities of the plain, was just totally wiped out uh, because of their evil deeds. But yet us, as uh, uh, God's children, we know according to the Scriptures, as sinful as we are in this old fleshly body, that God had enough love for us uh, that He sent His only begotten Son down to this world uh, to bear our sins upon that cross at Calvary, that through Him we might be able to obtain the remission of sins and to be able to be forgiven of our sins, and that we might someday, when the walks of this life is over, be able to go uh, uh, into heaven and to live there with Him forever. Be it uh, as the Scriptures it tells us there, He that loveth not knoweth not God. He knows we uh, get in this message this morning. Uh, I want to preach just a little bit, if you will, upon that word love, just a little bit, and how it pertains to us as Christians. And, uh, you know, as I get in this message this morning, uh, you know, church, I- I'm going to be honest with you, and uh, I'm one, a lot of times people not, might not necessarily like some of the things that I say, uh, but I do believe in uh, just being blunt and honest, if you will. But we live in a world today, and especially a nation that's took that word love, and has blown it so far out of context, it's took that word love, something that's very sacred, I believe, and it's just a uh, uh, took and it's perverted it, if you will, to the con- context where uh, it, it seems like we don't even know what uh, uh, means anymore. You know, and uh, uh, as I was speaking there earlier, I want us to think about that. You know, if God loved us, that's a sacred thing. That is a very sacred thing uh, for God to have a love for us. And the love that we should have, that's something that we should take serious. That's something that we should look upon at every day of our life and we should not throw it aside the way that people look at it sometimes. You know, it seems like uh, um, when we uh, uh, think about love, that gets tossed around so much. You know, but uh, uh, I believe as the Scriptures tells us that uh, uh, that once we have been saved, uh, we know the Scriptures tells us that God's Spirit it dwells within us, doesn't it? You see that old uh, uh, inward man, if you will, had been made whole. It becomes as a new being, the Scriptures tells us. And, and uh, I, I can tell you personally, from experience, the moment that the Lord saved my soul, you see there was a change that took place within me. There was a change that I could feel that newness about me. And one thing that I felt was there was a love for my fellow mankind that was within me that I had never felt. And oh, it's not one that I'm going to go out here all the time and uh, uh, be like uh, you might see a lot of times on TV how people just go around and talk about how they love everybody. You know, it's just a natural thing that takes place within us. You see, I think sometimes people try to force that, if you will, simply because uh, uh, they feel like they must as a consequence of being a Christian, if you will. But you know, uh, as the Scriptures, it tells us uh, uh, that uh, as I stated earlier, as His Spirit dwells within us, that should be a natural thing for us, shouldn't it? You see, we should have a natural love uh, one for another. And the Scriptures, uh, 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 I believe over in some Paul's writings again, even tells us, Beloved, 
you know that you are passed from death into life because you love the brethren. In other words, the moment that the Lord saves your soul, you're going to have a natural love one for another that takes place within us. Uh, just as uh, we spoke of earlier, uh, um, well, excuse me, I'm getting a little ahead of myself there. I apologize, but uh, just as earlier as we uh, took up that love offering for Brother Paul and Sister Sheila there, uh, you see, as we give, uh, uh, we should not necessarily feel obligated to be able to give, but instead you should want to give simply because of the love that you have for them as your brothers and sisters. And that's the same that we should feel one for another. You know, the Scriptures uh, over in some Paul's writings uh, to the church of Corinth once again, uh, uh, the Scriptures, it tells us as a church body there should be no schisms among us. And that word schism meaning a division. And uh, church, I'm going to tell you, uh, especially this day and age, Satan will do everything that he can to uh, get a foothold within a church building. He'll do everything that he can to try to turn member against member, to try to turn this side against that side. And he will, tr- he will try to split that natural love, if you will, that we should have one for another apart, won't he? And church, I'm going to tell you, he's pretty good at it. He is pretty good at it. I can tell you right now, Brooke and I, and I'm not going to uh, uh, get into mean details or anything, mention no places or anything, but Brooke, uh, her and I, we were speaking on the way up here about uh, uh, some churches I grew up in uh, as I was a younger boy coming uh, uh, going to them churches and stuff, and she asked, well, what's your opinion on them right now? Now, you know, it's, uh, as I told her, I said, be honest with you, I just don't feel welcome there anymore. Why is that? Because Satan is good at his job. It's because Satan is good at his job. He can take uh, 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 the brotherly love that we should have one for another and he can split that right down the middle. And what has he done when he's done that? Well, church, you know, y'all have heard me preaching and preaching and preaching here. The moment that the Lord saves our soul, you know, the Scriptures, and I believe once again it's Paul that made the statement. I know I'm using Paul a lot today. That he made the statement that it would be better for him if he was just go on and leave this whole world, but yet he stays here for the sake of us. He stayed there for the sake of the church that they might be able to learn through him. And church, I tell you, though Paul he made that statement, he had a love for the church. And he realized that, uh, uh, you know, even though uh, things are hard here, and even though inside he had a longing, I believe, to go on and to be with Christ, and to go on to that place known as heaven, he had a love for what Christ had set up. And I believe that that love that Christ had for His church, and we'll get into that in just a few moments of time if the Lord permits, uh, but that should be a natural thing uh, that we should have within us to realize, you know what? It don't matter what all might happen here uh, in this church. It might not happen, what's, or might not matter what's going on down the road in this body, or what's going on in that body. We should have that natural love one for another. This church, I'm gonna tell you the scriptures. It tells us uh, uh, that we're to be the light of this world here. We're to be the light in this community here, uh, within this county, and ultimately within this whole world. We should be a light there. Church, I'm going to tell you, just the moment that Satan can uh, uh, get a foothold, if you will, and he can split up the love that we should have one for another, that light ceases to, uh, or ceases to be bright. Church, I'm going to tell you, there's a whole uh, uh, load of people out there today. As we're sitting here in this church building today, I don't know how many vehicles are going to pass up and down this road. 
uh, without doubt, some of them's probably never been here. Some of them might not have ever been in church, and they might be passing down the road wondering, well, I wonder what's going on in there. I wonder what they're doing in there. They might see Brother Joe out sometimes and say, well, you know what, that's Brother Joe Murphy there. Uh, he goes to that church that I passed here the other day. And you know what, uh, 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 the love that I've seen him show uh, uh, for this other church member that's out there, he has shown a good example that he knows what he is speaking of. I, I can see Christ within him because I can see that love that Christ placed within his heart the moment that the Lord saved his soul. I, I, I believe that this man knows it. You see, we can be that example of those that are lost around us and we can let them see the light that's within us, and we can be a drawing power to them, if you will, to let them see, yes, you know, this God that we speak of, uh, this God that uh, 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 we have talked about so much, uh, uh, that we have grown up uh, uh, hearing about so much, is real, because there's evidence of Him right there in this person. Church, Satan's going to do everything he can to split a church body apart. And I'm going to tell you, anytime a church goes through changes, that's an opportunity. That is an opportunity for Satan to get just a little foothold there and to be able to break the whole thing apart. And church, he is looking for every opportunity he can to be able to do that. You know, Scriptures, it tells us, for we are aware of Satan, or we know Satan, and we are aware of his devices. I'm going to tell you, every time we step in those church doors there, every Sunday morning, whenever the doors are open, I'm going to tell you, there's a big old bear trap sitting right there right now. Satan, he said, out right there, and I tell you, us as his children, we should be aware of that. But you know what we do so much of the time? And Brother Eric has been just as guilty of it as anybody. You know, I think about it. you ever watch cartoons. I remember growing up watching Bugs Bunny and uh, uh, some of the Looney Tunes and everything. And sometimes you see one of them set this big old steel trap out uh, to try to catch one one another's foot out there, if you will. And you'd see one of them just overstep it. We know what Brother Eric does a lot of times. He, he'll look at that trap and he'll say, I know that's a steel trap. I know what it's going to do. I know it's set there for me, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and stick my foot in it. We do that a lot of times, don't we? There's a lot of times there's divisions that's caused within a church that we can look at and we can say, you know what, we know this is just Satan, that's all it is. Well, we, we, we see the trouble coming up, we know it's just one of Satan's snares, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to put a foot in it. Instead of stepping over that trap and saying, you know what, the Scriptures, it tells me, and, and, and Christ Himself uh, the, uh, you know, we're familiar a lot of times with the Ten Commandments. We uh, try to bring our kids up, uh, uh, teaching them the Ten Commandments and what they tell us, and uh, uh, try to instill that and uh, uh, in those that surround us as we bring them up into this old cruel world. But yet, we don't realize that before Christ left the world, He left us with another commandment. A great commandment, that you love one another as He has loved each of us. Church, I don't know if it's possible for me to have enough love for my brothers and sisters in Christ compared to the love that Christ had for me. But you know what? I'm obligated to try it. It takes the Lord's prayers to get us in that condition to be used of Him and to let that love that we have one for another show. Church, I'm afraid our lights are getting dim a lot of times. There's so much, uh, and I know it seems like this has been a theme I've preached on a lot here lately, but church, I tell you, I've got a huge burden about it. 
It just seems like there's so much out there in this world to, uh, if you will, just throw a little dust in front of that light and let it get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer all the time. If God's Spirit truly dwells within us, that love should be a natural thing. Y'all know, uh, y'all have probably heard me uh, 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 speak about it before uh, when I'm preaching and everything, but uh, I think of being sa- or uh, salvation, if you will, like, uh, being like a new truck. You know, the moment that I got saved, you know, I wanted to take care of it. I wanted to keep feeling the way I felt when the Lord saved my soul. I wanted to feel that newness. I wanted to feel that just sin-free feeling, if you will. Y'all know when Brooke and I, when we first got married and everything, uh, I had an old truck, uh, I think it had about 260-something thousand miles on it, and transmission finally went out on it, and like, you know what, it's time for a new vehicle. I went out and uh, uh, we uh, bought a new truck, I think it had something like 80-something thousand miles on it, it was new to me, it wasn't brand new, and everything. And first thing I told Brooke, boy, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to take care of it when I got it. I'd take a car wash. I'd get it cleaned up. I kept the inside just, just as pretty as it could and everything. And everything. That's exactly how it was when I got saved. But you know what happened? The world started getting in the way. That natural love that I felt one for another started getting just a little bit colder, if you will. And I'm going to tell you, you can let that keep on, keep on. I even made a statement in Brooklyn, that truck. Now, this is not going to be a farm truck. I walked by it yesterday, looked over there, and well, you know, there's them post hole diggers and that post driver I was looking for the other day along with that barbed wire and all them feed sacks and all that uh, uh, hay that I have back there and everything. And boy, this thing really use a bath. I, I've let it go. I have not maintained it. Actually, I get, had to get an oil pump on it the other day too, but... Church, that's exactly how it is with us as God's children. You see, the Scriptures, it tells us that in the latter days, the love of many is going to wax cold. And church, I want us to understand, uh, as I make that statement, I want you to understand, church, He's talking about saved people there. He's talking about the church members there. That the love that they have, the natural love that they have one for another, and I believe for the holy truth that the Lord has left us here, in His uh, Scriptures here, it's going to wax cold. It's going to get cold. We've not been maintaining it. We've got to the point to where, you know what? Uh, I know that there's lost souls that are out here. Uh, but you know what? That's between them and God. I don't care. And we might tell each other, you know what? Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I'm concerned about them. I, I worry about them on a daily basis. But inside, do we truly do it? Is that love that we have for our lost ones that we want, lost loved ones that we want to see them, uh, in a state of uh, uh, conviction and brought down low by the Lord and then praying through to salvation, uh, have we got to the point where we truly, truly want to see that church? Do we have that love for them? Church, I'm going to tell you, I'm afraid that our love has waxed cold when it comes to the lost ones that we have. I'm afraid that our love has waxed cold one for another. I'm afraid that our love that we have for our fellow churches has waxed cold. Uh, church, we don't want to see that happening here. Uh, I believe this church here is a close group. Uh, and uh, I, I want to make it plain. Like I said, there, though, even though it might be close, 
even though uh, you know we gathered a few weeks ago here, had a, a good fall harvest here, if you will, out here, some good fellowship and everything. Uh, church, I want you to understand that steel trap is sitting at the door right now, and Satan's just waiting for you to step in it. He's waiting for you to step in it. Don't let that love wax cold one for another. If you have been saved by the Lord's grace, that love is within you. You can't help it. It, it, it it's just within you. You know, people ask me uh, uh, a lot of times, well, preacher, how, how did you know when you got saved? Well, I, I, I can't tell you, but you're just going to know it. You're just going to know the moment that the Lord saves you, so you'll know it. Just like when uh, when we went to Cracker Barrel last night, uh, you know, I went there, I wasn't too hungry, but by the time I got smelling that food, my body let me know, you know what, Eric, you're hungry. You need to eat. The moment that the Lord saved my soul, I knew it. Nobody had to tell me, but I just knew it. And that love that He placed within my heart for my fellow uh, brothers and sisters in Christ and for His church was in there. It was just a natural thing that you just felt. Satan will destroy it all that he can. Yo, church, like I said earlier, and I'm not going to get into it. I don't feel like I need to. This message went totally different than what I expected to do when I first uh, 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 preached or uh, first opened that Bible. I thought it was going to go totally different, but it didn't. But as I said earlier, I, I, I've got to humble myself down to the will of God and allow Him to use me as He sees fit. But church, that love that dwells within us, it should show out to this whole world in every aspect of our life, whether it be our marriages. And I'm going to tell you, church, that's one that Satan really, really attacks. He will attack it just as heavy as he can. You know, I'm a firm believer myself, as the Scriptures tells us, that union between a man and a woman that was laid out by God Himself is very symbolic of Christ and His church and the love that Christ has towards His church. And that's the way we should treat a marriage. It's under attack today. Don't let it wax cold. The love that we should have even for our own enemies. You might say, well, preacher, that's a little odd. There's people out there that, uh, uh, you know what, I just feel like I never can forgive. Well, you know, I, I, I beg to differ. We can, we can get into Christ and forgiveness for a long, long time. Even the amount of times that Christ tells us we are to forgive each other. I tell you what, that's a whole different sermon that we ain't even got time to get into today. For church, I'm going to tell you, if your heart is where it truly needs to be, and we're going to try to close with that in just a few moments of time, but if your heart is where it truly needs to be, it's going to be a natural thing. As we stated earlier, you know, that, that should be a natural thing for us. How is it that we get back to feeling the love one for another? We know church, and I know y'all have heard me say it before, but I believe there's a huge difference between being saved and going to heaven and having fellowship with the Lord. You see, when God's children get to where they need to be with the Lord, it's just a natural thing. It's very, very natural. You're naturally going to feel that love. You're going to feel the love for this Word here. You're going to feel love for uh, uh, your brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, you know, there's a, a, a 
people that I believe by their testimony have been saved. Now, I might not necessarily want to run across them. I might not necessarily spend a lot of time talking with them. We might have our differences, but yet inside there's a love for them. It's just a natural thing that you can't help. Because their spirit, just as the Lord's spirit bears witness with our spirit that once we have been saved, that we have passed from death into life, their spirit was going to bear witness with mine as well. We're going to have that kindredness among us, if you will, that we're still God's children once we have been saved. You know, I think of a, trying to think of a, an old song I can't even think about today. Uh, I believe it's, a, I actually believe it's Alabama that sings it. Uh, well, that song, Angels Among Us. Uh, how it speaks about being the light of the world and the love there in, in church. I want you to understand, I, I'm not here just preaching love, 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 love. It might sound like because I'm going to tell you, our God's also a God to be feared. But that love that He puts within our hearts the moment that He saves our soul should be a shining out light out to this old lost world. Come to us. We might not agree with you, but we love you. We want to see you saved just the same as we want to see anybody here saved. You know, the Lord died for them too. And we should have a love for them. But church, I'm going to tell you, if we don't show a love for them, they're not going to feel it. This has been our message this morning. Brother Joe, if you want to be getting your song ready, we'll get ready to turn it back over to you at this time. But uh, or here in just a moment. But I would encourage you this morning, if you... Uh, if you feel a need, if you've grown cold on the Lord, He's still there. Scriptures tell us to draw nigh unto Him and He shall draw nigh unto us. I think about a lot of times, you know, I, I feel like uh, when the Lord saved my soul and times that I've uh, fallen away from Him, feel like He's so far away. You know why I feel like all I have to do is make that one step towards Him. He comes the rest of the way. Let's not let that light grow cold. Let's watch these old traps that Satan has set out for us. We might not think anything about it. We might not think a thing in the world about it, but He knows what He's doing just as much as God does. You know, we like to talk a lot of times about uh, how well God knows us. For church, I'm going to tell you, Satan, he knows old brother Eric better. Brother Eric knows himself as well. He knows the traps out there. He knows the little things I might not even think a thing in the world about, but yet he knows that if I get him to do this, it's going to affect this over here. Church, Let's let that light that the Lord placed within us shine out to this whole lost and dying world out here. This has been a message, Brother Joe. We'll turn it back over to you at this time. I feel like the Lord's done with us. Congregation, stand, turn to page